Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Do you wish you could spend time with others who have also lost a child? Just be able to take your mask off and hang out with others who get it? Would you like to get away for a few days having no responsibilities, including cooking and cleaning, and just be? Want to attend a grief retreat to help with a measure of needed healing? Do you like to travel to beautiful tropical destinations? Well, GPS Hope is joining the Grief Cruises Seminar at Sea Program, which is the only onboard programming created specifically for grieving families. It doesn't matter how much time has passed since the loss of your child or the age of your child when he or she passed. Some of the activities going on will be daily workshops with educational and captivating grief presenters, small group circles of hope specific to your type of loss. There will be a candle walk and night of remembrance on one of the decks to honor our children and those we've lost. Our group dinners will be reserved in a section of the dining room where we'll be able to sit together when we eat our meals musical performances, arts and crafts, and more, plus the live entertainment on the ship, shore excursions, and incredible food of a five-star cruise. This cruise seminar is for any type of loss, grandchildren, siblings, spouse, parents, and GPS Hope will have several workshops at this seminar specifically for bereaved parents. It's December 5th through the 11th of this year, 2021. You can put down a deposit and make payments up through September 21st, and you can get a full refund on your cabin until September 21st. Get all the information, including the itinerary and the prices, at gpshope.org cruise. If you sign up through our website, you'll also be helping us continue providing support and resources for grieving parents because GPS Hope will receive a portion of your seminar fee. So go to gpshope.org cruise for all the information. Let your family and friends know about it. And Dave and I hope to see you in December on the ship. Hi, today we are starting a series on grief and music. Music is a pathway to the soul. God designed it that way. This is something I learned as a teenager. In high school, I started occasionally turning my radio from the local Christian station to a local soft rock station, and eventually that was pretty much all I listened to. And as an impressionable youngster, I didn't think I was that impressionable. I thought I had this strong relationship with God and this music wouldn't affect me. It made me weak enough to give in to what I knew to be wrong, and I became pregnant the summer out of high school, which caused me to give back scholarships, and one of them was actually a music scholarship. So I was enrolled to attend a Christian college that I had been accepted into, and all of that went away. 
God redeemed everything greatly in his wonderful grace, but it is something that I can look back on and know an area that for me personally can change how I even view life. I am not judging anyone in what they listen to. I still enjoy turning the station once in a while, and I'll play songs that are non-Christian, that speak to my soul or my mood, but I am still very aware at how music affects my soul, which in turn affects my spirit. I remember one morning a couple of years ago, I had another reminder of that. I was out for a walk. And when I go out walking, I'll put on a podcast or some music. And so this particular morning, I was listening to music. And I stumbled on a song that broke something in me and brought me to a new level of freedom that I really needed. And one song led to another. And I ended up walking a lot longer than I had planned. And a good hour later, after listening to all of this music, I felt like I could take on the world with God by my side. Now, that was after. Becca died as a children's minister. A lot of you know I used to be an international children's minister, and there was an illustration that I would do of how our soul can affect our spiritual walk. Now, I would have three kids stand up, and I would give each one of them a sign, body, soul, and spirit, and they would stand in a row in that order, and then I would hand them a rope, and I would tell all of them to face the same direction and start walking, which they would do very easily. And then I turned the spirit around to the other direction because that's like when we get saved, our spirit is now turned to God and now start walking. Well, of course, the two were facing one direction and they could just drag the spirit with them. So then what I did was I told the soul, our soul is our, our mind, our thoughts, our will, our emotions. So then that middle person who is the soul, I turned them the other direction to face the spirit and told everybody to walk in the direction they were facing. And of course, now the body, the flesh is being dragged by the soul and the spirit in the direction of God's spirit. And that's a good illustration for us, I think, about how our soul affects our body, our flesh, and our spirit, because if our soul is lined up with our flesh, then that is the direction our life is going to go. If our soul is lined up with the spirit of God in us, then that's the direction our life is going to go. And I think music is one of those things that has a powerful effect on our souls. Music can help our soul determine if we're going to be going the direction of our spirit or if we're going to be going the direction of our flesh and what I want. So I want to encourage you to pay attention to the music you're listening to that is feeding your soul. God designed music to move us, to change us, to uplift us and encourage us. And let me say also that sometimes we need to listen to music that allows us to grieve and feel those deep, painful emotions. I'm going to talk more about that in just a minute. I want to read a quote from Tanya Lord who is Glenn Lord's wife. Glenn has been a guest on this podcast. He's the founder of the Grief Toolbox, which some of you may be familiar with. Glenn and Tanya lost their young son, Noah, and so she is a periver like the rest of us. She says, Music speaks to my soul in a way that mere words cannot. Music speaks of my pain, expresses my joy, shares my memories. 
Through music, the emotions of grace are shared in beautiful rhythms and soothing words. In several years of ministering to hundreds of bereavers, I have only had two of them tell me that they just can't listen to any music after their child died, and my heart goes out to them because I can't imagine not having music in my life to help with my healing and my grief of missing Becca. I did quite a lot of research and studying preparing for this podcast, and I found out there was a behavioral experiment that was done that showed This is interesting. After listening to happy music, people who were shown a neutral face interpreted that face as a happy face. And those who listened to sad music and then shown the neutral face would interpret the exact same neutral face as a sad face. Music can change how we think, what we believe, and how we react. Think of when you're watching TV or a movie. The music adds to the intensity of whatever is going on in front of you, whatever you're watching, whether it's something that that brings fear, whether it's something that brings anticipation, whether it's something that brings joy. Music intensifies the emotion of what we're watching in front of us on the screen. We all know that music affects us, and it can change our mood. But why? How, how does that work? Specifically, why does music make us feel better? Even sad music, which we will explore as I go along here. Like your eyes process light, your ears process sound. And when that sound is music, it causes the brain to release chemicals, and one of them is dopamine which is a natural feel-good chemical. There are other things that we do to release dopamine, such as eating sugary and fat foods, drinking alcohol, excessive shopping, gambling. I think you can see from that kind of a list that music is probably one of the better choices you can make to release the needed dopamine to make you feel better. Music is one of the most powerful tools we have in times of loss. I'm going to give you a whole bunch of reasons to have music in your life right now, showing you lots of ways that music can help with your grief, including sad music. First of all, music can help us say goodbye, allowing us to accept that our child is no longer here with us. I don't know about you, but for quite a long time after Becca died, I looked for songs about others dealing with the death of a loved one, you know, especially a child, and there weren't that many out there. And I'm trying to change that. I've been writing songs and as well as a couple of other moms that you're going to be meeting in the next couple of episodes in this series. Music helps us not to feel so alone. Music tells us that someone else understands our pain. It allows you to connect and feel with others in your place of grief. Music for helping with grief goes back to the Bible times. Think of David and the Psalms. Many bereaved parents really connect with reading the Psalms. Just think how much more powerful they would be if we had the music that was written with the words, which leads me to this third one. Music helps you feel your emotions fully, which is important grief work. Sometimes we don't like that term, right? Grief work. And it moves you in the direction of getting past the debilitating darkness. There are studies that show sad songs help people deal with grief more effectively than listening to happy music. Why do we like listening to sad songs, almost like it's a need? Well, for one thing, we're giving ourselves permission to feel bad, which allows us to release that pressure and stress from our bodies and our souls. 
There have been multiple studies showing that music can reduce people's stress and anxiety, as well as reduce physical symptoms like high blood pressure, lower their heart rate and cortisol rates. So music, even sad music, is good for us. Giving space to our emotions through music allows us to process them and eventually to be able to deal with what's initially overwhelming. You can use music to navigate grief and to consciously influence and give direction to your raw emotions. It's almost like a gift we give ourselves to help direct our emotions, eventually moving into a different mindset and feelings that aren't so dark and hopeless and draining. In other words, it can keep us safe. When we experience emotion through music, it doesn't cause direct danger or harm. Grief can often unleash scary and uncontrollable emotions that we've never had before. It can leave you feeling out of control and very, very lost. So if we're dealing with sadness and grief in our everyday life, which we are after the death of our child, sad music can help to alleviate the negative emotion in a way that keeps us safe. Now, there are a lot of sad songs out there for sure. And there is a big difference between sad songs and songs that take you to a place of utter darkness and hopelessness. And I am pretty sure you can tell the difference. Yes, listening to the sad music, you may cry a lot, but they are healing tears and it just may cause some needed shackles to drop off of you. Research at Stanford University, University of Miami, Mayo Clinic, Harvard University have all shown that certain types of music can help us with things like making better choices, having better concentration, and improving our memory. And we could all use help with that in our grief, can't we? Music can help us discover suppressed emotions or help us admit that we have some of these shocking and unwanted emotions, things that we don't want to deal with but we need to in order to get to a point of being able to function again and then be able to move to a place of having purpose and meaning again. Music can help us discover these deeply hidden emotions, experiencing them fully and accept them as part of the grieving process. Music gives us permission and space to grieve, especially when we have people around us who don't. Music creates a legitimate space to grieve, especially when words feel like they're impossible. Music can help us remember our child and help us to connect with them, with the music that we shared together. Sometimes this is painful, and other times this exact same song can warm our hearts, but it connects us to our child. Music can give you a break from grief, taking you somewhere else for a while, just like a movie or a good book or going to a sports event because you can listen to something that's going to take your mind off of the loss and off of the pain. And music is going to change you in the process, moving you in a direction that you need to go. When you listen, you make a choice to listen to something happier and upbeat today or right now. And that's going to help you move in the direction you need to go, like I said, which leads right into the next one. Music connects our minds to our hearts. This whole thing with losing our child, 
our minds know it happened, but our hearts don't want to accept it. Or there are things that our heart knows it, but our mind can't comprehend it. This is all swirling in us at the same time. And music can help everything connect. Our minds and our hearts connect together. Now, I want to just mention worship music in here right now, because the right worship music, not the stuff that's about me and what I should be doing, but worship music that is about how big God is. It takes the eyes off of our loss, and it puts it on the one who overcame death and made it possible to be reunited with our children forever. And that's huge. Music helps us transform our pain into beauty, believe it or not. I want to read a quote to you. It says, music can help you to create your story, define your relationship to grief, and even turn your grief into something beautiful. That reminds me of a scripture, doesn't it? Isaiah 61, I believe it's verse 3, says, he'll give a crown of beauty for ashes. He'll give the oil of joy instead of mourning, and that he'll give us a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair and heaviness. Music is something that will be a tool that God can use to make good on this promise. So how's that for reasons to have music be an important part of your life right now? You may even say that music is crucial to us as bereaved parents. I also want to remind you that you can use music as a way to relax or comfort yourself. Listen to music when you're pampering yourself in a hot bath surrounded by candles. Listen to soothing music to help you sleep. I know for me, I listen to something with words because usually I need to get my mind onto something else because of the thoughts that are keeping me awake. So when I listen to soothing music with words, then my mind is paying attention to the words until I fall asleep. You can play music while you're eating a meal or doing something like cleaning the house. Sometimes I'll put music on while I'm writing or I'm journaling. Use music to enhance the ways that you are taking care of yourself through grief, not as a way to distract you from it. Although I know sometimes we need that, but as a whole, use music to move you in the direction that you need to go and to be self-care for you. The last thing, even if you aren't a musician, you can write a song for or about your child. No one has to hear it, but studies have shown that creating something while grieving is therapeutic and it brings a measure of healing, and that includes creating something musical. Maybe just write down what you want to say and then sing it out loud. Don't worry if the tune sounds good or if it repeats itself, it has a verse and a chorus, none of that. Just sing out the words. And every time you pick up these words, you can make up a different tune and a different rhythm to it. You could take those words and speak it to a rhythm, to a beat, just almost like a a rapper kind of thing. You could say it while beating on something, like a drum. Just say those words while you're drumming on something. It's your song as an expression about how you feel about your child or a song that is to your child. There's no right or wrong way to 
Put music to your words and to your heart. Just create something. At least give it a try. Remember, God created music as a pathway to our souls. Music is a great God-given gift to help us deal with our grief and deep loss in this world. It's one of many tools and coping strategies that you can use to help you through the grief process, and it sure is a powerful one. Before we get to the birthday segment, I want to call your attention to the fact that this is episode 96 which means we're only four weeks away from number 100. We have something special for you, our listeners, on that day, which we will let you in on next week. So be sure to listen to next week to find out how you can be a part of our 100th episode. Let's go on to the birthdays. Jason Zimdars was born on February 20th and is forever 35. Sean Kelly was born on February 22nd and is forever 44. We celebrate with these families the day they came into the world. We know that's an important day and it always will be. If you want to have your son or daughter's birthday announced on the podcast to all the other listeners, I would love to be able to do that for you. All you have to do is go to gpshope.org slash birthdays. Fill out the information and submit it, and I will add your child to the list and announce their birthday the same week as the podcast of their birthday. I pre-recorded all of the February podcasts in January, so I could take the month of February off. So any February birthdays that come in, I will catch up and announce them sometime in March, but I will announce them. Have you heard of music therapy? It's an established health profession in which music is used touching all aspects of the mind, the body, the brain, and behavior. Music therapists work with people suffering from emotional health issues such as grief and anxiety and depression. They also help people address rehabilitative needs like after a stroke or a traumatic head injury. It sounds like they have a pretty good success rate not curing but helping with chronic conditions like Parkinson's or Alzheimer's disease. A number of studies looking at music therapy's effect on mood and behaviors related to bereavement, including trauma and the death of our child, found that music therapy significantly reduced symptoms of grief. And music therapy teaches positive coping skills and helps with emotional support. I also want to share that studies show music therapy has a pretty high success rate in helping children and teens work through their grief after a deep loss. Clinical music therapy, these are trained professionals, is the only professional research-based discipline that actively applies supportive science to the creative, emotional, and energizing experiences of music for health treatment. I just wanted to bring that up in case anyone's interested. You can find out more about it by doing a search on the internet. And you could even include looking up music therapists in your area. And I just thought since we're talking about grief and music, this is something you may want to know about if you haven't heard of it. 
You may have heard me talk about or read how I make music playlists. I love to do that so that I can have some of the things that I need already there. For instance, I have a playlist called Hope. I have a playlist called Becca. I have one called Peace. I have a playlist that's just instrumental music. You could have a playlist for Heaven or Fear, anything you specifically struggle with. I recommend doing that so that when you need it, you already have a bunch of songs. You have music ready to help you with whatever it is you need help dealing with in grieving the death of your child. Music was a huge part of my recovery process, I will call it. When I say recovery, when I talk about healing, I'm not talking about everything is behind you and you're all better. I'm talking about getting to the place where you can function again and even going beyond that, but being able to start to thrive in your life again and figure out how to live a life of meaning and purpose again. And I want the same for you. Music will help you to have H-O-P-E. So hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.